Evening folks, welcome to a very special episode of Two Minutes for Chatting and uh, it's special for a number of reasons but mainly because we've got a, a special guest that we'd previously mentioned in a number of episodes uh, talking up his team and not giving them any stick at all so we'd like to extend a big welcome to Kevin Bell. Hi Sam, thanks for having me on. Pleasure to be here. And uh, obviously we've got our other regular partner in crime, Mr. Stevie D. I'll come in at the right time. I'll get it I'll get it right. I'll get it right eventually. Yeah, that's the way it works in this podcast though. Um so in this edition we thought we would delve a bit deeper into the world of Scottish football and have somebody who actually knows a wee bit to correct our predictions and talk about what's going on these days. Um, so Gev, you're obviously a, a die-hard Partick Thistle fan, for those who haven't met you. Yep, uh, it always comes up, first thing I mention to everyone. I support the Jags. And the Harry Rags. Yeah, every weekend, crying my eyes out. Yeah, so, I mean, you've been going for how many years, would you say, you've gone to Thistle Games? For about 23 years. That's almost as old as me. I know, that's that. Showing my age there to the listeners. Um, And, uh, no, so, I mean, just in general with, with Thistle this year, if we just if we go straight into it, um, what have been your thoughts on on this year and how this season's been? I mean, it's not been the best so far. We've had first half of the season we were unlucky with injuries to majority of the fullbacks. We only really had Paul McGinn. There's only one fit, and we're laterally towards Christmas playing Stevie Lawless as the left wing back, uh, and then injuries to key positions. Uh, Abdul Osman been out as well. What didn't help, but I've got these players back since January and thought we would have kicked on, but maybe the luck, our luck's been against us and obviously the team confidence been down. It's not really pushed on to where we'd want to be in the league. Yeah, challenging. So, so last year, I think it was at the turn of the year, um, they really they really picked up a bit. Um and then what potentially did they finish in the, the top half going into this? Yeah, uh, we got into, we finished sixth last season and we got into the split and then after this, yeah, we just gave up. Uh, anyone remembers the post-split fixtures? We lost the Rangers again in the last minute and then we threw away a win at Tynecastle for them getting a penalty and then... Uh, the games against Celtic and Aberdeen were basically memorable to say the least. Good, sorry, if I just if I can just jump in, I'll just um just saying, Kev, that um making making a top six finish for for Thistle that was probably uh, the the kind of high point I would say. Um, definitely, definitely the high point. I mean, I didn't expect I would. I've never, I didn't expect this many top six. I mean, it's always been talked about, um, breaking the barrier, getting in there. But 
definitely agree that I was happy as I've ever been. That's our best. That was our best finish in yeah. thirty years or something. I think. Here's a, uh, another interjection. Here's a, a quick question that I've just thought of playing devil's advocate. If it said at the start of last season, um, would you would you want to finish top six but be relegated next season? Would you prefer just to stay up if you knew you would stay up this year? No, we need to stay up this end Except of. That, that is end of. Yeah. Right. Don't care less. I don't want to go back to the days of ten years of fighting ourselves, fighting with ourselves in the first division or the second division. Or end up those horrible times under Dick Campbell, two thousand nine and stuff like that. It was just horrible football. The what? Yeah, I know. It was a fair song, fair few songs. <laughs> a shame that the. Uh... The Intertotal Cups away, Kev, otherwise you could have been in Europe. I know, well, that's it. We had our preview. I've seen Thistle in Europe before, and that was an Intertotal Cup. I don't remember it, but I was there, according to my dad. <laughs> that does show how long you've been going. Yeah, it does, eh? Um, just looking at the table at the moment, you've played 28 games, uh, you know, and 24 points, which is two behind... Hamilton, who've played two less, and then Dundee are 28 points, having played the same number of games. I think we said on the the last episode, well, I'd kind of thought that potentially St. Johnson might be dragged into it, but maybe not so much. Um, what do you see happening? Obviously, the next couple of weeks are, are quite crucial in terms of picking up points yeah I mean the next couple of weeks the fixtures don't really get any easier after after Ross County obviously six pointer on Saturday and then I think we've got Aberdeen but I don't for the other teams round about us I think everyone else has got a tough set of fixtures so it's just if we maybe do pull one out of the bag if we go and beat Aberdeen or yeah, go to Tynecastle and get a win there but in Hamilton's games in hand are the crucial ones See if they can get a result against Kelly or St Johnston. Who do you think? Uh, who do you think are the ones that you're going to pick up the points against? I don't know. It's hard. I mean, that, how deflated the team are come Saturday. From if Hamilton results, we played well in the second half, and I really don't think we're going to lose, but. We've somehow managed to do it and once again, lose a last minute goal. It's just heartbreaking. Yeah, I, I mean, just on, on that, um, I've, I've seen the highlights. And uh, as you said, that happened against, was it Dundee? Yeah, Dundee. What do you think? Do you think it's a mentality thing towards the end of the game where they're sitting back? I think it is. Yeah, we, we do get to we do sit deeper and deeper but I would say that's more at home we seem to do that on Saturday I don't know if it's just mentally they just thought oh, we're going to get a point here and they sort of just, somebody just switches off but it's, ever, always, it's the same story somebody else switches off and loses the ball and Saturday Ryan Edwards is pushed off the ball at the edge of the box and it's too weak yeah. 
the ball gets played across and it just falls kindly. I mean, not everything always seems to fall kindly for the opposition players who don't see it falling kindly in the box of a Thistle player to tap in. I mean, we had a goal disallowed on Saturday. Mm-hmm. That's true, but I mean, have you been getting a lot more penalties recently? Well, that's our first away penalty since 2014. So, I mean, we've been getting a lot more penalties. Over two penalties. And other than that, our penalties have been against Celtic, so games that are <laughs> bound to lose. Um, the, the upcoming fixtures, as you said, there's Ross County away. Uh, if we're in yeah. prediction mode, I think obviously with yourself on, we'll do special predictions uh, with the Thistle games. Personally, I actually do see you winning that. I'm not sure uh, at this moment in time. I, I take a draw once we're going away, but I mean, we're, we're desperate for the three points. We can't get Ross County any closer to us and we need to try and catch Hamilton again it has to be the aim yeah but I mean if Ross County did win that one they'd actually go ahead of you on goal difference yeah I know it's not surprising in defence just... so you you what's your genuine feeling then in terms of prediction yeah I'd probably say like one all Saturday and Stephen obviously thinks Ross County are going to win I will, obviously. Um, any team with David and go up front is uh, an absolute shoo-in for a victory. You're at home to Aberdeen on 10th of March? Yeah, why home to Aberdeen. So. so again, we don't seem to get many results against Aberdeen at Fur Home. Uh, we played well earlier on in the season, 4-3 game. But again, it's about coming out and attacking Aberdeen. Just... Need to get sit back. We've done it previous in the first season up. Leo Taylor got a double against him, but other than that, I can't do think we've won against Aberdeen since. I think it's I think it's I mean, the mentality thing. Uh, yeah, there's a need a we need a leader on that pitch. It's, there's no one shooting and balling and bringing the team forward, driving the team forward. There's I don't know two powder puff. Just like say. today's snow. Yeah, exactly, like today's snow. Go right, walk right through it. I think uh, Aberdeen are going to win that, but uh, you probably would almost write that one off. I mean, yeah, you wouldn't. Uh, I mean, but there's not many other fixtures that for that that are going to be winnable. Yeah. I think that's the last home game before the split, Aberdeen. Something like that. I mean, Ibs and Hearts away. No, Kelly, I think we play uh, Kelly. Hibs and home. Hearts, then Hibs. Both away. Yeah, Hearts then and Hibs. Oh, then then Kelly. Kelly at home on the 7th of April. Yeah, then it's a splat, isn't it? So, those are, those are three so tough I mean, games. Yeah. So, worst case scenario, you're not looking to pick up points until a game against Kilmarnock, but no, I can't do that. We need, to, we need to pull a one out of the bag in Edinburgh at some point. Yeah, well, you might get Kevin Clancy. Uh, no, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of Kevin Clancy either, to be honest. I remember a Thistle game a few years back. He was just giving decisions to Celtic. What did you make of Neil Lennon's comments then? I mean, they're over the top as his reaction was, but I mean... 
it's, not, it's never a penalty, but I can see why Clancy gives it because he's the wrong side. He should be asking for assistance from his linesman and the fourth official. See how, what, what they have seen. He's too quick to give the penalty. The arm's there, but it's by his side. The other, his other arm's out, but he's just obviously heard the noise that hitting something. He's gave it. Yeah, and he's got obviously the crowd there. The crowd. Yeah, hips threw it away. So. How much do you think uh, influence of a crowd a crowd influences a referee's decisions on things like that? Definitely does. I've seen it the other week for how that's all Rangers. Uh, Ryan Edwards never got his goal just because the Rangers fans were behind the linesman screaming he sticks up his hand or just because he sticks up his hand doesn't mean he's offside. No, nah, no, I know what you mean though. It does it does seem to affect referees, I think. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm totally biased. That's totally true. But that's quite often the case in a lot of sports, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think it's more... Well, I think we just see it more in football, obviously. But... Yeah, with the, play, with the fans being more or less close enough to the pitch, there's not one a decision and whoever's at your back. You don't know what's going on behind you. Takes a brave... A brave man on a linesman to stick by the decision. But... Somebody like uh, David McLean. <laughs> so, so David McLean is uh, is uh, mm. one of our friends from school who, at one brief time, was a, a qualified official. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so he says. Did anyone ever actually watch one of his performances? Yes. Um, <laughs> better watch what I say here. Uh, was uh, well to be fair. To be fair to David, it was actually all right. There was well, there was just a couple of incidents in the game that I seem to remember uh, for the wrong reasons, and one of them was uh, I think a defender had played the ball up the line, and uh, the winger was kind of running in front of the ball as it was coming through, and it hit. It hit his heel and it bounced up and hit his hit his hand and David blew right away and gave a free kick. Obviously, obviously it was a loaded question. I knew at least one out of the two of you had seen a game <laughs> with David refereeing, so I just wanted a a wee bit of a story out of it. Um, but no, it's obviously a tough job in any yeah sport. And then they're talking about the you know the officials down in England how it's a full-time job and stuff and you see the I don't know did either of you see that documentary with Neville and Carragher where they did the the sort of referee training thing no I've never seen that no it was uh, so it was just fitness tests and stuff and then they did like kind of offside decision making and uh, you you got five it was it was like kind of indoor Tory Glen kind of facility and they had set up a scenario and they played through it five times with different, <clears throat> like a different pass, for example. And uh, they were to flag it offside or let it play on. And then at the end, they replayed it on the TV screen just to mm. show if they were right or wrong. As far as I remember, uh, one of them got four out of five wrong. Uh, you know, and they were talking about tips and visual cues for when 
when somebody's usually offside and what to look for, but it's definitely yeah. a tough, tough thing. But you expect some of the decisions to be better than what you do see, but they have got, they aren't full time after all. So true, and I think that's maybe why, like, video assistant refereeing would would help in that situation. Well, I know a lot of football fans don't want to see it coming in. Uh, because it'll slow the game down and stuff. But if it's going to help with the overall output of the game, then I'm all for it. Okay, what are your thoughts on the video assistant ref? I mean, it's not possible in Scottish football. They don't have the money as at least for it. So I mean, I'm not going to see it here anytime soon until it's a lot cheaper. But on a global level, definitely should be seeing it at the World Cup and yeah, seeing it used properly. There should be set rules and maybe similar to rugby. Having a guy in the ear making the decision instead of the referee running over, looking at a camera or asking for decisions to be made and waiting forever. Just somebody in the ear, another referee. So if you've got your Willie Willie Collum on the pitch and you've got Stephen McLean in a studio and they make the decision to back him up, it should be a lot easier than that. Yeah, so I think it's fair to say we've seen more talking points about the negatives than the good stuff that's actually come of it. Yeah, I would, I would agree. It definitely had more more negatives, but that's just like any, anything in society and Britain we also are always focus on the negatives. So Yep. And while while we're on Scottish football, uh what are your thoughts on um the the new the new national team manager? <laughs> I don't really have any thoughts to be honest. It's just a throw a throwback, isn't it? Just bring them in, see who gets on. But we've got these games against Albania and Israel, I suppose. Maybe he does well in that, but it'll be the same old players when his squad's announced. There won't be any new centre halves brought in, they'll still play with the same same boys and won't be any new blood. We'll get stuck with Stephen Fletcher and Chris Martin up front or Obviously, people would be have heard our thoughts or lack of thoughts over the past few weeks. But um, who would you have liked to see if you were given the choice of anyone? Anyone? Yeah. Okay. So, firstly, firstly, money, money, no object money. appointment, right. and then, and then a realistic who you would have liked to see. John Lambie. Uh, when with realism in mind. John Lambie, yeah. heard he's not doing too well lately, so can't speak about the great man like that. But, um, maybe if we're going back, we're going to go back and then John Lambie could have should have been in that shot. But maybe the work wonders. Yeah. The Lambie documentary is a great watch actually, just to spin off onto that, yeah. Ever on YouTube. Uh, you watch the, the thistle, I think it's the thistle rising. Great. Well, what was it specifically about Lambie? Was it his man management? Man management, just the absolute nutter off his head that he cared, cared about thistle and the club, and he took us from the second division up to the Premier League. It's, and he just obviously loves swearing, so. Do you think you think Kev he cared more about Thistle and getting them up to the Premier League or 
Did he care more about his pigeons? I think he cared more about his pigeons. I still loved that. I think that was his, his getaway from football. Mm. Not the pigeons. Calmed him down after the stress of managing Thistle. I can only imagine. It's bad enough supporting him. <laughs> so other than Lambie, uh, for the Scotland job, who who would you like to see get it? I can't, I can't honestly think at the moment. I mean, good to see someone like maybe Slavin Bilic or someone with international experience and at a club level as well. Uh, he's out of a job, so... Could I done what? Could I done a turn? Yeah, I'm not sure realistically who else is out there, but they should have been scanning for candidates. I would, we need to go. I would. I went for the thought. I went for someone different than the, the Scottish route. I know Bertie votes wasn't great, but there's other many foreign managers out there that had success. Yeah. yeah, obviously Steve Clark's probably came too early for Steve Clark. Maybe once McLeish gets a bit. Yeah, Steve Clark in. Yeah, well, depending how well he does, though, he might get something else. Yeah, well, I'm assuming he's using Kelly as a stem stone and that'll start on Saturday with the Scottish Cup away. Yeah. Aberdeen will be aiming to get Kelly a final. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, in terms of the, the upcoming fixtures then, generally, there's a, there's a few tonight, all of which have been postponed from a frozen pitch so if we assume that the games at the weekend are going to go ahead um, we've, we gave our predictions previously but i just run through to hear your thoughts on them yeah. uh, we, we covered Ross County Thistle but uh, what about St Johnston at home to Hamilton mm-hmm. yeah Expect St Johnston to finally get a home win. What is it since October? They haven't won since October at home, but I expect them to beat Hamilton. Not too often Hamilton win two in a row, so definitely a home win. Celtic at home to uh, Morton. Again, Celtic getting a home tie in the Scottish Cup. Difficult. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, after nearly throwing it away against Thistle, I'd expect them Celtic to win. So a home win. Set up that old firm semi final. Do you think it's a guaranteed old firm semi or do you think they're trying to hold off for an old firm final? Nah, can it gar- be an old firm final? Can be an old firm final, but a guaranteed semi final. Right. That's what I'm saying. Saying it now. Okay. Tell you, tell you the draw. So what what happens then when Falkirk put Rangers out the weekend? Then Celtic will play Falkirk, obviously, in the same no, Yeah, there'll be some match fixing scandal. Yeah, it's, it's the hot and cold balls, obviously. Keep the whole fun apart until it gets to the same thing, <laughs> final stage. Deep. And even if uh, even if Falkirk get through, they've played an ineligible player. So yeah, we find something. Um, Aberdeen Kilmarnock oh yeah and I think this is the toughest toughest tie Kelly playing really really well I think Aberdeen will sneak it just just maybe sneak it 1-0 we've got Shinny coming back so had a bit more steam after obviously Christie wasn't allowed to play against Celtic so we had a sort of different side 
no, despite them just to have a wee bit more class with eat Kelly. Even though I've been really impressed with Kelly and Malumbu, who's dictating that midfield would be a great a great acquisition. And Steve Clark obviously using his contacts to bring him on board. He did though, I think, give away the penalty yeah. the weekend. Is that right? Was that Malumbu? That yeah. Well that that aside though, he's he's been tremendous since he's come in. Yeah, no, he definitely has. Yeah, as it was the save from Marciano was Mullenbrew mm. shot, wasn't it? The one when he was going one way and he flicked up his yeah. left hand to tip it yeah, over. Yeah, I can save. That was some save. The other two games, uh, the other two quarter finals, we've got Motherwell Hearts and Rangers Falkirk. Thoughts on those? Uh, Rangers are one. They've been a good run there now, and Falkirk obviously have been a lot better since Christmas in the Championship, pulling away from the bottom, but. I definitely think the Rangers are just probably a little bit too much yeah, for Falkirk. Yeah, so, aye. And then Mullerwell against Hearts, that's, that's a tough one again. You know, on their day, Mullerwell have been good. And yeah, their January signings, Chief G and Ian, have added a wee bit to replace Mullerwell. But yeah, I think Hearts will grind out the win to try and get back to Hamden. Again, we'll have his side sorted. Absolutely. Well, we'll see. See what happens with those uh, those predictions. Interesting to get a different take on it. Yeah, I can tell you the cup draw as well. That'll be right on you. On you go then. Celtic Rangers and then Aberdeen. <laughs> so they the SFA want they want that they want the money. Right, and what's what's going to be the outcome of those then? Then it'll be. Celtic Hearts final. Suits me. Two in a row. Um, Two trebles. <laughs> just in uh, goal flash, other news I see Tottenham of Lamella scored yeah. after six minutes mm. against Rochdale. Poor Rochdale. Um, yep, no luck for them. Uh, as I was saying, I think before we recorded, I think if they were going to do it, they'd have had to <clears> do it at home. Is what it is. Um, we get the big PD anyway, so it doesn't matter. I wonder what the crowd is. Uh, the other exciting news from today was that, well, kind of unrelated to football, was that it started snowing and uh, they issued for the first time, I believe, yeah. a, a red weather warning or the first time since they came up with the warning system. Uh, were any of you badly affected by the beast day for the East Day? <laughs> nah, well, I was I was working from home today, so uh, no crisis there. Nah, I managed them to work as well, so it was fine. Then just left a wee bit earlier to avoid the heavy showers, but it wasn't a big deal for me. I know was other people in the office and. Didn't get in. Uh, it's it's, it's yeah. weather like this that makes you think that we should have a much better skeleton team at the next Winter Olympics. <laughs> well, judging by the people I've seen out the window, I've seen snowboarders and skiers. So, I mean, there's people out there practicing, so you never know. Come, is it Beijing 2022? We'll double that, get, get double figures in the medal tally. Do you think? Judging by the way the weather is these days, 
it would be sensible for people to carry skis, ski poles, and snowboards. <laughs> be a big investment to go out there. After you get that, you need the government to start handing out for free if they really want to just to get into the Winter Olympics and other people trying it. As I say, Stephen knows he's got his uh, previous skiing experiences. Right. Is that well? Today would have been ideal for me actually. Get out there, get a bit of practicing. I know, but it's that you need to invest in a set of skis, don't you? So Yeah, exactly. That's it. Just uh, I've just seen flashing up here as we were talking about it, almost as if the FA have been listening. Tottenham's goal <laughs> has been disallowed by video assistant referee. No joking. Yeah, see that. Uh there's so not, should have had it on. Not really any, any more news come through yet, but interesting. It'll start snowing in a second. Yeah, well, no, I just on the on the uh, sledging thing, I just pictured people coming down on their front rather than on their backs on the sledges and uh, <laughs> making wee ramps and stuff, thinking that they're thinking that they're in uh, Pyeongchang. Is there a uh, any other topics that you'd like to cover since you've got your few moments of fame, Kev? Um, I can't think at the moment. I was giving a bit more warning. I could have, could have written a list, but yeah, you could analyse your podcast. What about the Turner Masterchef? Oh, Masterchef, I did watch that last night, yeah. It was good. It was good. Was it? I've not seen it yet. How how was it? Varied level of skill on show, but I feel like the there's a certain certain contestant that is a cut above the rest. Yeah, definitely. How do you think they? How do you think they audition people for that? Because they don't just pluck people. The second you must go along, and there'll just be a big room, and you they make something. There'll just be a guy sitting there. Well, I've made that. And, 20 minutes, yeah, tastes all right, you can move on to the next stage, and then there'll be sort of heats of medicine you don't see. Yeah. Then just throw them in front of the telly. No, but then that's Especially. really what people want to see. If you're asking me about MasterChef, I want to see the guy that's tripping over, throwing the pot of beans everywhere. <laughs> That'll be me then. That, that would be your dish of choice, wouldn't it? Uh, uh, <laughs> ham and beans. As I, Stephen has served beans on a plate with toast. It's uh, ham, and, uh, ham and spaghetti hoops, have you know? Is that what you're having tonight? <laughs> no, no. I've already, I've, I've had my dinner already. So the, the goal was disallowed because Irente apparently fouled the Rochdale defender. No, that's good. That's 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 it working there. Then as long as it didn't take too long for the decision to happen. Yeah, need to see that one in highlights later. Yeah, no. yeah. Well, so the the plan is obviously we'll get people in more regularly, uh, with full warning, yeah. and you can come on with a list till your heart's content, uh, and we'll get some other special guests on. But it's good to get a a different opinion and stuff. No, it's been good to be on. I've, I've enjoyed my time. It's good to back up the Jags and hopefully push up the table. Next thing I'll come on, we'll hopefully will not be 
sitting in the 11th position. Yeah. You should be 12. I'm going to hold my breath. <laughs> 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 well, probably another position to <laughs> Well, so thanks, uh, people, for listening. Um, obviously, we're available on iTunes and uh, we've had some decent feedback, I think. Uh, well, vocally in private that I've heard from people. Yeah both sober and under the influence <laughs> of alcohol and uh, and a wee bit of social media feedback yep. so it's been good and uh, we'll catch you next time folks thanks Kevin for for your appearance cheers Kevin yeah, thanks so much thank you cheers